Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Frank Fiaco from Lonsdale Boxing Club in Regina, Saskatchewan. Close enough? That's awesome, actually. All right, good. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for joining us, Frank, today. I appreciate it, man. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. It's uh, great to get a story out of uh, Canada, out to the States, and uh, 100%. worldwide. Yeah, I agree. You guys have had a tough couple of years, uh, to say the least. I've spoken to a few you know, gym owners in Canada, Toronto, Ottawa, uh, British Columbia, a few other places. So, yeah, man. So, it'll be good to share our story for sure. And, you know, industry expert here, Frank, you've been open just about 20 years now with Lonsdale Boxing Club. So let's start with kind of like, you know, <clears throat> the end in mind. What what are you ultimately trying to build here with your business in your community? Right now, we're, our, our biggest thing is keeping kids active and off the street. So that's yeah. always been our goal. We um, <clears throat> we have some some of the elite boxers, but ultimately is a place that we can um, provide a safe environment and people feel comfortable to come and work out in. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. And now you've been there. You've been there 20 years. Have you moved to it? And have you been in the same location 20 years? Have you moved? Well, actually, when we were with a different club, uh, Kevin yeah. Hart and myself, at, when we started, and we decided that things could be done different. And so we kind of had a coffee and said, well, let's, let's branch off and do our thing. So our actual first four or five months as a boxing club was in a racquetball court. Cool. So that was different for me because uh, Kevin was our head coach at the time and it helped me realize that you don't need a big space at the time sure, to, sure. to, to get to where you need to get to and get athletes ready. It's you become very inventive, inventive on, on how you do things. And that's what we did. And from there we moved to about a 2,500 square foot gym. Okay. And so we had more space. We gutted the place, renovated the whole thing. Uh, and, and made it ours and we were there probably I want to say at least five years if not more and then we um, found another place with 6,400 square feet nice. and then so we gutted that renovated that place and uh, the lease was a decent price and that went on for another you know five eight years and yep. they all of a sudden were the owners kind of wanted to move their operation into there uh, from yeah. a different location. So they didn't want to tell us to move out because we're a nonprofit organization, but it's one of those, what, what do you do? You kind of raise the lease. So you make it unaffordable, sure. right? Sure. So, exactly. so they, they were doing that. And I just basically said, okay, this isn't happening. I'm not paying this kind of money. Right. So I started looking for a building and I was, it was like, you know what? I'm not leasing again. And yeah. I was able to find another building that was 6,400 square feet. So I basically said to my wife, okay, so I'm going to buy this building. <laughs> the house is going up for collateral. So right, right, right. <laughs> we should have one place to live, either the house or the gym. If oh, something dude. goes, something goes bad real quick. Right, and right. Uh, we bought the gym, we bought the building. And right. I was very lucky that we have a lot of our boxing members that are in the trades. And oh, yeah. some yeah. of the different companies in the city helped us with the renovations which kept our, wow. uh, our costs down quite a bit. So we renovated the whole building. Now we own our own building. Well, you know, 
I personally own it, but the, the gym pays rent, but we're, we're, we have our own destiny now in our hands, right? Nobody yeah, can come exactly. and say, do this, do that. So that makes it a little bit easier uh, and worry-free as far as that's concerned, right? And sure. we're, we're good now. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a happy, happy to not have that lease or will somebody kick oh, you yeah. out or you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow um, because there's so many, uh, especially boxing clubs in, in Canada, there's so many uh, boxing gyms are, are nonprofit gyms and they don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And when COVID hit, there's a lot of gyms that close their doors for good, or they've moved right. about five or six times in the last two years. So it's been very hard for a lot of gyms. And uh, we, like I said, we're fortunate. Yeah, definitely been a tough two years, um, you know, in Canada for you guys, for sure. So now we, we bought a building, which is great. So now we, we have a, a tangible asset, which, which is which is awesome. Um, and uh, 6,400 square feet, which is pretty good size. How many clients members, uh, Frank, do you have there uh, in your gym right now? You know, I'd probably say over 100 right now. It varies, but our, our 10 and under program is usually between 30 and 40 kids just alone. Our okay. boxer size, you know, averages uh, around 20 people, like between okay. um, punch pass. Our 11 to 16-year-olds, you know, we have about, you know, another 27, 30 kids in that program. And then our yep. 17 and up, we're um, looking at an average of 15 to 20 athletes okay. in that program as well. And they obviously, you know, from time, time of year and stuff like that, they fluctuate a bit. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And uh, definitely seasonality to this business now. So we know kind of the grand big scheme of what you're doing. Oh, you cut out there, my friend. I, I lost you there. I can't hear you. Should be good now. There? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're yeah. back. Yeah. Did you hear my question or no? No. Uh, cool. So we know about uh, your journey of what you guys are building here, the journey of the spaces you've been in. Why did you ultimately start this business back in the day? And why was that the right time for you to do it? We, the gym that we were under, which was where I actually learned how to box and where I grew yeah. up kind of as an athlete, the, the president or the person that was running it, we just didn't see his vision um was going anywhere especially yeah. for the athletes and that was a concern for us the athletes weren't getting competitions we did a lot of working out without competing and there was really no goal for these athletes to be in and that was a big concern when you have uh, athletes working out they want competition they want to yeah. they want to turn around and go something to compare where they're at right and if you're not competing you have nothing to compare it to Sure, sure. As a as a boxer, so that was the main reason we decided. You know what? It's it's time for us to start something different. Okay, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I love it. So now let's dive into the we'll dive into the business operations now. So, you know, as a successful as a successful business, we need to check off a few boxes here. You know, uh, for growth and just to be overall successful. Obviously, one is I think we need to solve a problem, which I think you alluded to earlier. But uh, again, Frank, what problem? Are you solving there within your community at Lonsdale Boxing Club? You know, we're, we're able to get a lot of kids off the street. And right, right. the nice thing about this is boxing used to be kind of um, 
stereotyped as a, a, a poor man's or a poor child's right. place to go, right? right? And that's changed. That's really, really, in, in, in Regina right now, in Saskatchewan, it's not like that anymore. We do have kids that are, are uh, in the lower income brackets and stuff like that to middle. Um, but right now, I mean, we're getting a lot of the younger kids, whether they're seeing MMA or whether they're seeing boxing on TV that are coming in that are training and want to compete. And a lot of uh, young females as well that I probably have at least, I would say over a dozen females in my gym, if not more. Awesome. And that's my, that's 11 and up. I have a half a yeah. dozen, 10 and under females in my gym. Wow. So, yeah. So it, it's really picked up. Uh, as far as going right across the board. So we in, in Regina right now, you can't pigeonhole a boxing club as this. When you go in there, this is what you're going to see because that's not the what it is. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. What, what percentage of the business uh, is under 18 years old right now, Frank? I would say um, at least 60 to 70%. Okay, cool. Very cool. Which is nice because that's your grassroots, right? And if you can sure, keep them in sure. a program that... Well, build it to later right so right definitely definitely man so yeah we know why you started it so we know the problem we're solving which is great uh part two of that successful business is like we need a viable model and i know we touched on this already but for the listeners could you just run down the services that you do offer there at lonsdale boxing club so we we start with our 10 and under kids so there's a lot of um athletes and kids that age that there's not a lot of stuff that they can do besides right. your basic soccer uh, right. hockey is big in Canada, but it's very expensive. So we bring yeah. a program that's, you know, cost effective, especially if, uh, families with three or four kids, right? The, then we go into our, uh, boxer size program, which is a fitness for people that just want to get in shape, uh, but yeah. also punch the bag, right? Get that frustration at the end of the day, you're kind of frustrated. You want to hit something before you go home. Of so course. the boxers, the boxer size is awesome for that. Yeah. And then we got our 11 to 16 year olds and um, it's a competitive group. There's some that don't want to compete, but a lot of them do. And then from there, we go to our uh, more elite athletes, the older ones, which are uh, the 17 and up. And then okay. from there, we, we go into personal training, uh, yeah. whether it's just the, the, the normal everyday person on the street or uh, minor league athletes and professional athletes. Yeah. I do a lot with that as well. And from there, we do uh, teams. So awesome. we have teams that are, uh, we're doing different things with hockey teams, soccer teams, yeah, yeah. baseball teams. And um, yeah, so it's been good. We've done a couple of corporate things as well, where we've done team buildings with businesses. So, you know, they do team building, they go do laser quest or bowling. So we bring them into the gym. We do a little bit of uh, a small workout and we hit the bag and we do some flag boxing. So it's kind of like flag football, but it's flag boxing. So nobody gets punched in the face. And we have, and, and we have uh, a bracket in that. And, and the other thing we also do, uh, a couple other programs, is we work with a Dream Brokers. It's an inner city schools. And they come cool. in four days a week. So that's a nice uh, program that we're helping out. Yeah. And we also have high schools that bring their gym classes in to, to try different sports. So they take them out to different um, sporting things in yeah. Regina. To see what kind of fits their their thing and see if they can spike these kids to do something instead of being on a tablet or something all day for sure <laughs> yeah i love it man it's yeah and that's uh obviously a great service to offer right for the kids and uh, a little some little something for everybody there so it keeps us as a coach uh gym owner trainer i think uh 
more engaged too, right? So like, obviously we want to get people in our gyms, in our business, in front of us, getting new faces in the door. Uh, right now, Frank, what is like your marketing strategy right now here coming out of COVID to get people back into the gym? Our lot of stuff is through social media. Okay. Um, the other thing is putting on competitions. Okay. So we, you know, we hosted our provincial championships for Saskatchewan, for our province. Um, we put on different fundraiser events. We're, we're working uh, right now uh, with, it's called In Your Corner. It's a nonprofit group that's turning into a charity and we do what's called Fight for Tomorrow. So people that have never boxed, they okay. raise money for it. And what that is, is In Your Corner is designed, we have um, speakers that go yeah. out to high schools to talk about um, suicide prevention. Uh, we had a spike in teenagers, 20 and under, um, kids that were committing suicide. We had some 14, 15, 16-year-olds. Um, so what we're doing is the program is designed. We just got it started where we'll be going to um, different schools or cadets, somebody that has struggled. So it's not a guy that's my age going to talk. It's somebody that's younger right. Right. that has had struggles, that has either thought about committing suicide but reached out and got help. So we want to let these individuals know that it is okay to ask for help. Right. So it's, oh, yes. it's, it's one way that we can give back to the community, even though we're a nonprofit organization. Um, in the last 20 years, we've worked with a whole different group of uh, other organizations to help them out and give their, give what they're doing recognition as well. Mm. And I think that's very, very important um, to be in there. And that's, that's huge for us. And then we also help pay for some of their uh, treatment if they need it as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love to hear that, man. Obviously, a, a huge problem in society at large. So really great that we're able to be a part of the a positive impact on that. Now, Frank, uh, nonprofit, does that make up your whole business or is that a subset of the, of the business? It's pretty much the business. Um, okay. Two years ago, um, I, I was lucky enough to retire. At a very young age, uh, I worked right. with the with the municipal government for just over thirty years, and they just okay. basically said, "You're, you might as well retire because you're not going to get any more money as a pension." So, sure. but even that, we all, all the coaches, we have about five different coaches that help out, okay. and we're all yeah. volunteers. We're all wow. ex, we're all ex boxers, with the okay. same goal to uh, to keep to keep kids off the street and sure. and sure. Uh, teach people how to box and and get them to the next level. So that's, that's the, the lucky part and the fortunate part of our boxing club is having that ability to, to bring oh, those yeah. people in. Yeah, that's amazing. Obviously uh, amazing and a, a great thing to do when you guys have the uh, ability to do that and not need the money, so to speak, right? Which is, which is huge, a huge asset. So just to stay in the marketing piece a little bit more, because I'm sure we want to get as many people in there to help as possible. You mentioned social media, Frank. What is your guys' strategy uh, obviously, you know, social media is everywhere. The phones are in our pockets all the time and it's a huge platform. How do you guys strategize best on social media to, as a marketing tool? You know, to be, to be honest with you, that's, that's kind of my wife's, uh, thing that, that she does. Everybody, okay. everybody, everybody has something and, and, and it's basically reaching out and, and explaining what our programs are. Um, when we're at competitions, um, yep. promote the stuff that we've done at the competition, promote our athletes that uh, what they're doing just to also give them guidance that um, this is what you can do. This is what you can achieve in the sport. If you're coming right. to the gym and training, these are the places you can go and travel. Um, yeah. I've, I've taken teams to England, 
Ireland, Wales from our boxing club. Uh, myself, I've traveled the world refereeing and judging world championships, Commonwealth Games, yeah, uh, yeah. Youth Olympics. Um, I've been very, very fortunate in boxing to it's yeah. taken me all over it. Uh, boxing owes me nothing. I owe <laughs> boxing because it's given me so, so much, so much. And that's what I want to portray to these kids. I mean, on our back wall of our boxing club is all the flags from the countries that I've traveled to. And it's, I want it to be inspiration that if you don't make it as an athlete, you can still go there either as a coach, a team manager, or a referee and judge. There's still opportunities because not everybody's going to be a star athlete. It's not, it's just, that's just not the way life is. So, you don't want them to get discouraged, right? And so you can still keep them in the program. Yeah. And that's the thing that we really strive yeah. on yeah. is keep them in the program whichever way you can. Right. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of like a retention from a, from a for-profit gym, same kind of idea, right? So like to keep them in the program. And like I love the idea of competition, just keeps people engaged. You know, we did the same thing with, with CrossFit. I hosted a bunch of competitions. We traveled all over the States, uh, going to competitions. It's a great engagement tool to keep people engaged. Even if they're not competing, like I said, if they're helping or judging or, uh, moving around equipment, whatever you want to do. So, uh, Frank, what else do you do to keep your guys there and girls engaged outside of the competitions? Do you guys do other events or other ways to communicate with them? You know, when they're not with you in the gym, you know, to be honest, not a lot of that. Okay. Um, we, we, uh, in Canada, we got to be careful on, especially minors, what uh, we engage with away from the gym. Sure, sure. Um, there's a big movement right now, and uh, part of a, a program called Safe Sport. Yeah. Um, it it kind of tells you the do's and don'ts of okay. Okay. being with minor athletes, um, yeah. communicating, whether it's social media, texting. Uh, there's a very... Um, Sure, uh, sure. Rules around that, or more on the one-on-one. As you're doing it as right. a group, sending stuff out on different. is a whole different world. But the other way, there's a, it's really cracked down just because of what has happened with some of the other sports. As yeah. as you're aware, there's been a few stories out of the states with with minor athletes as well. So it's a whole different dynamics now away yeah. from that. So we do sure. a lot of that. So the, the best thing for us is doing it through competition. Yep. We have okay. a, a huge major event coming up um, two weeks from today. Nice. Uh, ba- Battle of the Prairies. It's our 16th year. It's a massive dinner show. Wow. We try to have 60 tables of eight on the stage and about another 400 people in the audience. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a big, and it's televised. So oh, that's cool. That helps as well. So yeah, it's enormous. Yeah, I love that. How many events, competitions, I would you say, are like are, are on the calendar per year? You know, we try to make anywhere between twenty to thirty competitions a year. Wow! Wow! All right, a lot. Just, okay. Just to keep it going, especially now, um, with I mean, COVID's never going to be over. Let's let's not right. fool ourselves. Right. It's going to be with us forever. The extent sure. of it is just uh, changes. Yeah. So as things are opening up. Uh, and you're able to do more activities is where we can go to more and people are hungry for the competitions now because for two years we couldn't compete so this is the greatest time to get to get everybody active and get that out there and saying hey the sports uh, alive and uh, there's lots of stuff out there for you and it's a safe sport a lot safer than people think that is yeah no and I think uh, it is for sure and I think yeah people are 
people are jonesing to get back out there and uh, you know compete and do these events like we used to. And I think it's I think awesome uh, all across the board for for your boxing club there. So with all that being said, Frank, what's what's next for you guys? We've been doing this like 20 years. Any main main focus here over the next year? Again, coming out of COVID uh, with, with your with the Lionsdale Boxing Club. You know, right now, um, I've got about four athletes that are gearing to be on the provincial team for uh, the Canada Games. So Canada nice. Games is kind of a, a mini Olympics is yeah. basically what it is. There's a whole bunch of different sports in it. It's in Prince Edward Island. And uh, yeah, the team, um, the max that can be on it is seven, just because of the okay. weight categories. Sure. And we're hoping to get uh, four of our athletes on the team. So it's that's right now that they're they're training yeah. really hard towards. Um, yeah. So one of the four is actually a female athlete who's um, buying buying for that one spot for there because there's only two female positions sure. available. So sure. yeah, I mean that's really for them. They're gearing up for that right now, and then we'll be looking at nationals in the uh, uh, beginning of March 2023. So so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at exactly. right now. Getting getting that's our major competition. Right, right. Say. And yeah. then, then we're looking at um, bringing in other teams. So I've got uh, a team from Mexico and a team from Hawaii that want to come in and box in our dinner show. So as awesome. things slow down, this is too risky this year to bring them in. Right. Right. But uh, 2023, uh, one of those right. countries will be coming in and then we'll go with the other one in 2024. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to hear that, Frank. And now, uh, yeah, obviously, obviously a great focus here coming back uh, to normal, so to speak been doing this for a long time what still excites you every day to get out of bed uh and push this Lons lonsdale boxing club even further you know it's seeing and talking to the athletes that we've trained in the past out in the public yeah whether it's at a store or whether it's something right. and them turning around and going you know coach i remember you know when you did this and this and that and th that made me a better person today yeah. this is the job i have Today, right. I've got this. Um, stories like that is what is Everything. the joy. You know, yeah, sure. everybody wants to have a world champion. Let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves. We, want, a, we want an Olympic champion. We want a world champion. But when you hear these stories that you're able to change some lives, that to me is trumps and tops yeah. anything else that you've, you've been able to change a life. And I think... Uh, yeah. That's what keeps me going. I mean, I agree. What better else thing is there to do? And something so unique we get to do within this fitness sport, you know, uh, business themed uh, part of life in this profession. So like, I think it's a awesome thing, Frank, you guys are doing there. Awesome place to wrap this episode up, man. Where can the listeners check you out to follow along your story, website, any social media channels, just so we can follow you along and keep up to date. Yeah, they just basically uh, lonsdaleboxingclub.com. Okay. And uh, if they're just Lonsdale Boxing Club on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Instagram, we've uh, we've always posting stuff on there just to keep yeah. uh, keep everybody knowing what's going on. That's where they can reach yeah. out. So yeah, like us, follow us, all those good words. I always mix them all up just because I'm not the social no, media uh, guru, yeah. but uh, my wife handles all that. So I love it. Yeah, I'll give you a follow here in a few minutes, and just a great way, great way to communicate with uh, the world, really. So. Uh, yeah, Frank, again, thank you so much, man. And we wish you guys the best of luck. This was great. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, Austin. Right, you got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys too. Please hit like and subscribe. 
to be notified notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Susan Lawrence and April Hawthorne from Sierra Flow Fitness out of Sonora, California. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I it's appreciate a cool new you experience for us. <laughs> yes, your first time on a podcast, so I appreciate you trusting me um, to, to, to do the first podcast with you guys. Um, but awesome. So let's not waste any time here getting into the details. Uh, why did you guys get started? What, what is it that made you get started with owning your own fitness facility? You want to go? I think we just, um, well, we were fitness enthusiasts, and we just felt like we wanted more. And everywhere that we went... Um, we felt a little limited to our ideas and the excitement behind um, the fitness exploration that we wanted to do. We just wanted to do everything. And so we um, came into a good, um, a good thing with your dad um, and he had a building, a vacant building. And so um, we made some things happen and we just started to grow basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We kind of like attracted each other. We used to so, teach. Yeah. Yeah. We both used to be teachers. Okay. We would teach mm-hmm. at the um, same facilities. Mm-hmm. So, so we were all at different gyms teaching together. And we're like, oh, we should just start our own gig because yeah. we often cared mm-hmm. more than the owners of the different gyms that we were teaching for. Mm-hmm. You know, we put everything, heart and soul into everything that we did. Mm-hmm. And we would be lugging around all of our props and everything that we needed. And so we finally decided, like, why are we um, doing that for everybody else? Like, yeah. let's do, let's not lug around all of our gear mm-hmm. <laughs> and have it in one spot and have people come to us. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm sure working, you know, at those big box facilities as well, they're very cookie cutter and, and they don't really care about their members. So, so that's a great yes. way for you to be able very to true. start something to differentiate yourself and stand out compared to all the other gyms that surround you. Um, but cool. So I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Sierra Life Fitness and the services that you offer. Flow Fitness. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So Sierra Flow Fitness, we have, it's basically a one-stop shop for all of your fitness needs. We have coaches. We have a 24-hour facility. We have a pole fitness program, an aerial fitness program, a full group exercise membership that includes yoga, TRX, Zumba, dance club, um, pound fitness, pound fitness. Yeah, actually, that's one of our most popular. That's a really, really fun one. Um, Yeah. Oh, Kangoo. We do a class with these um, 
kangoo shoes. It's a jump shoe class. So it's something that's very popular in Europe. And we're one of the only studios that do it in Northern California. And it's slowly starting to take off. So we kind of try to like become the trendsetters. Um, and that's what we offer people. We know the members here are going to have fun. They're going to love working out. It's not just like, oh, I had to get myself here. They actually enjoy it because we have such a huge variety. We can keep them engaged. And it does not matter what age, shape, or size you are. You're going to find some type of fit at this gym. Awesome, awesome. So you're offering you know, a ton of different services and providing a lot of value to your members. Um, that kind of leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Um, we have about 300 currently and it's always growing by the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now we're just, we, we anticipate this to be one of our peak years. Mm-hmm. People are bouncing back from COVID and really figuring out that yeah. their personal health is so important. And so it's kind of just drawing in this really great opportunity for our gym. Definitely. And so you're sitting at about 300 members. You have a really good sized facility sitting at around 10,000 square foot. Um, I do always like to ask, is that number that you, a place where you guys want to stop at, or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? We're trying to hit the gas for sure. We finished our final expansion um, this year, actually just last month. So we opened up another 2000 square feet and now we're just ready to sell. Okay. Awesome. So we've had really good organic growth. So it was never overwhelming. We just let it all happen as it, as it needed to. And we were able to expand every single year we've expanded. Definitely. Definitely. And so, so since you are wanting to see new faces, right. And help more people get some more people into your gym. um, What are you kind of doing actively right now to aid that growth process? Um, well, right now, like we're getting our website redone, but we're trying to stay really, um, involved in social media, in the community, doing, um, lots of different ranges of things with the community, but we've always kind of done that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I kind of, we don't necessarily absolutely love it, but social media has kind of been like one of the biggest, um, things that has helped us grow um, a little organically. We don't do any paid advertising, but a lot of our um, stuff is like word of mouth and um, just getting out in the community. And a lot of, we're fortunate to have such a big group of people that actually talk about us. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about living in a small town is um, most of the people that come here, they come here telling us, oh, we were told that you guys were the best gym in town, the mm-hmm. cleanest, the coolest, or, um, and, and um, it's just, we're very fortunate. I don't know if it's just the area that we live in, but um, we're averaging probably five new members a week. I just signed up three people last night. And go. these are people that um, I didn't really have to go and find. They came and ser- searched for us. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, like we don't do a lot of paid advertising or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, we actually don't do any yeah. paid advertising. <laughs> and like, what's been holding you back from, from trying any type of paid advertising? Is it just because you, you think the way that it's going right now is working or, or are you against um, doing paid ads? No, we're definitely not against no. it. We just haven't needed to do it. Yeah. We needed to finish our final expansion. And right. now that that project's 
complete, then we can just go into the marketing. Um, so yeah, that's, we're definitely not against it. We just haven't needed it at all. Mm -hmm. We've been able to be super successful with word of mouth. But as we branch into mm -hmm. this online community that we're really hoping to get into, that's where we would, you know, see more yeah. of that value. Right now right. we have a very steady um, increase of members without having to invest anything else, which allows us to invest that money back into our business. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, and, and definitely, I mean, I think referrals are so important, right? Because it shows, you know, proof of product, it shows proof of the value that you're giving your members if, if your members are willing to refer someone else. Um, but the one thing that I would say is difficult about referrals is it's hard to make a game plan for growth out of that, right? Because although, yeah. let's say last week you were able to get five members in, um, based off referrals, it's hard to, to say that the, the coming weeks ahead will be the mm -hmm. exact same way. Um, yes. So that's one thing that, that I've just seen, how digital marketing has really changed the game for, for so many gym owners, even in small towns too, and being able to target, you know, the certain type of members that you want, um, you know, and having a funnel, a way to just basically press a button uh, once you figure out your marketing angle and get consistent leads in on a consistent basis. Um, yes. Yeah. We have you guys ever thought of, of, of maybe diving into it at some point? Or is it just something that you're going going to get to at some point? Um, yeah, this year, like we're ready for that. We're okay. definitely ready to do that. And that's kind of why we've been, um, we completely, we're in the process of overhauling our website okay. for that reason so that we can make everything extremely automated and user-friendly so you mm -hmm. can sign up. Basically, we'd love it if people could just sign up online. We have always liked to meet people mm -hmm. in person, face-to-face um, -face when they come and sign, our, sign up for our gym. So at least one of the owners knows, or one of our managers knows um, who's here. And that gives us that advantage of actually like, a person is not just a number mm -hmm. to us, we right. actually care about them and we usually know their first name. Um, but we've grown and we continue to grow so yeah. much that we don't know everybody anymore mm -hmm. at our gym. There are some unrecognized faces when we come into mm -hmm. work and we're like, okay, well, so maybe let's just keep growing then at that mm -hmm. level since we've already surpassed where we ever thought we would be. We do want to continue to grow like that. So yes, this year would be the time to do something like that mm -hmm. for us. Those are awesome. those bigger moves are in the forecast for this year. Right, right. I mean, stuff like that could be a game changer. And you also ah. want to make sure you're ready for the growth too, right? You don't yes. want to start yeah. pouring members in and, and have it watered down the value, the service that exactly. you're giving. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's yes. important as well. Yeah. But now a question that I like to ask, just because I think it's a good way for you ladies to reflect on the past almost six years that you've been a gym owner. Um, but what was something that was easier than you thought when it came to starting your facility? And what was something that was more difficult uh, when it came to running your business? You go ahead. Um, easier than I thought. I don't, it, it's almost <laughs> the same answer for both uh, people. Like, I feel like it's some people were easier, but also right. I never knew people could be like um, so diverse with their issues, <laughs> I guess, if that makes sense. Right. Everyone um, has different goals. and different Yeah. Well, that and um, yes, different goals or different wants or needs or um, just, it, it's so weird because the answer to that question is like, I never thought that, you know, pleasing people would be 
is easy, but also it's, that's also yeah, the answer to, yeah, it's yeah. also a challenge. Yeah. But um, other than that, um, I mean, it's all a challenge, but we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to have each other. Yeah. So um, I think um, we just do a really good job balancing out each other. She's good with the numbers. I'm good with um, some people, <laughs> you know. You're good with everyone. Yeah. 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 She's the people person. And do you guys have, <laughs> I guess. Do you guys have like a team or, you know, other employees that work for you as well? Yes. Yeah. You do. Okay. We so have... Um, two managers. We have a gym member, gym manager for the 24 hour. And then we have a manager who oversees the group exercise studio. And then we pretty much take care of our personal training clients and our um, semi-private personal training clients. Awesome. We manage awesome. That ourselves. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So tell me a little bit about um, your client journey. What's, what's their journey, you know, coming in, let's say they're interested, they come in based off a referral. Um, what kind of happens before you turn them into a paid member? Um, we walk them through the facility. We give them a price sheet basically and walk them because all of our rooms are separate. Mm -hmm. So we have, it's basically our building is a strip mall. So there are several um, different suites. So we take them on the tour. It's actually really cool though, because it's very enticing because you walk in and every room has its own vibe mm -hmm. and theme to it. Um, so people are waiting or they're, we're taking them through and then they're mm -hmm. like, wait, there's another room. There's another room. So then we take them on to the next place and then they're super excited because they realize they're going to have access to so much by joining our gym. Right. So we pretty much get people to sign up on the spot, you know, or if anything, we give them a contract and they'll take it home and bring it right back. You can kind of gauge that. Um, we know if we should get them to sign up on the spot. Well, we always want them to sign up on the spot, but sometimes it's like, Hey, just take this home. You think about it, come back. And they always come back. Yeah. Right. And for our retention, even people, you know, life happens. Um, sometimes they have to leave for a year and they always end up back here. It's like, we, we trust the process mm -hmm. and people always then make their way back to Sierra flow if they ever leave or they never leave. We've had many members from the day of inception They've been here the entire time. And do you usually, um, who does the selling currently? Do you have a, like a sales associate or is that something that, that you two focus on? Well, April is usually here in the evening and that's mm -hmm. when we have the most signups. Okay. Um, so she's the one that will walk them through and give them that tour. And then during the day, we have our studio manager, Lisa, who will walk people around and um, sign them up. So it's not always us. Yeah. We love for it to always be us, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it's just not an option. Sometimes are, we're not available. Are you usually pushing for that open gym membership initially, or do you guys, you know, try to push, um, you know, like like your private training packages, your group training? Um, do you have an all inclusive package? Yes, the semi PT is what we try to sell the most of. It's $199 per month. It's like your VIP membership. Biggest bang for your buck. You have access to everything that we do. So you get access to pole fitness, aerial fitness, 24 hour gym, group membership, plus our coaching unlimited. So they can come in seven days a week if they wanted to for okay. those small group sessions. Yeah, so that's what we try to get our members um, 
to subscribe to the most because that's what we see the biggest results with selling. Like they will actually stay committed and they get the most out of their membership. We're very interested in having all of our members actually come to the gym. We don't want them to pay for something they're not using. We actually want them mm -hmm. to enjoy it and utilize every membership. Um, so yeah, our 199 is our, um, we call that our unlimited semi-PT. Mm -hmm. And that's what most of our members, or not most of them, but quite a few end up um, signing up. And that's what we promote the most when someone's selling or when someone's signing up. But then um, we have a whole nother level of tiers that go down if awesome, that's out awesome. of their budget. Yeah. Now, if you guys could could wave a magic wand, let's say a magic business wand, essentially, and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, um, what would that look like to you? Hundreds of um, $99 members. <laughs> because that does not require our time. We love working with our clients, but as all trainers know, like your time is yeah. limited and we have to sleep at some point. Um, so... The $99 membership is also really cool because it's very simple for us. Mm -hmm. It's a 24 hour automatic access that really doesn't require much from us personally. Right. And which allows us to grow the business in different ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's your second tier membership, correct? Yep, that's Not our second tier, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. sounds good. And, and what would you say is your biggest bottleneck you're facing right now from getting to that point? Do you think it's something maybe in your sales process? Um, you know, do you guys want to sell more higher memberships? And, you know, is that something that's holding you back at this point? Um, I think that since we just opened this last expansion, now we're ready. Like we have been moving really slowly with our promotion and not really having to market much because we didn't want to get overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. And now with the 199 and the 99, those two things are just like, um, you know, your coaches are already covered. It's a fixed cost mm -hmm. for coaching. So now we just fill up every session to um, the level we want, which we like to have four people per coach. Um, and then when, if it gets, we have so much room that if it gets to a, a group of eight, we just bring on another coach. So those, that would be where we could definitely like, push people in and then yeah the bottlenecking I mean I don't know we're just kind of trying to um keep promoting those two mm -hmm. sections and we haven't even gone all out into mm -hmm. any of it we're just kind of like scratching the surface of the potential here mm -hmm. yeah exciting I mean just by based on talking to you it sounds like you ladies have a have a lot of room to grow and, that, and that's really cool to see um and you're moving at a steady pace too right um yeah so, so as of your levels of service, I wanted to talk a little bit just about, you know, the 199 service that you guys have. Do you offer things like maybe nutrition, accountability, um, you know, even supplements within any of the, of the services that you offer? Um, yes, we do. Um, currently, we just offer basic nutritional advice. Okay. I am just in the completion of my nutritional certification. So then we'll be able to offer more, but we give like very basic information right now. Like we can help people calculate their macros and all of that. Okay. Um, but one of the things we really emphasize when people start in, we don't want to overwhelm you with like, okay, you got to take this supplement, this right. um, nutritional package. Mm -hmm. We're going to have you work out five days a week. You know, the list could go on and we are in the fitness industry and we're obsessed with it. So it's not overwhelming to us 
but to anybody outside that would blow their mind they're like what right. so our focus is to get you moving first get you moving naturally you want to drink more water naturally you want to eat healthy then those next level questions come in and that's where we help people and yes we sell supplements yeah we have a full like in this room back here you can you can't see it but we have um supplements and we can order anything that people need too. awesome awesome and we do awesome. sell um energy drinks we try to sell healthy energy drinks <laughs> um but yeah so we have refrigerators in all of the rooms and then we also have a so we have a lot of like little add-on um, fun things to brand ourselves with and to help people enhance their experience here because people do need supplements mm -hmm. and we'd rather them come here than order online, you know? Exactly, right? I mean, that's the way I think about it too sometimes with, with certain things, especially like supplements or even nutrition and accountability. Um, these are things that a lot of your members are going to be purchasing outside of the facility um, so if you could offer it inside it, it makes it all the more valuable for your members and then also them for you. Um, so just a thought as well. I've, I also hear of a lot of, um, you know, big box open gyms type facilities who will include, um, you know, supplements in their sales process. If, you know, they're trying to sell someone into a transformation challenge or, you know, let's see their, your 199 level of, uh, of training um, they'll include supplements within that package. Of course, you don't want to be pushy and, and focus on, on salesy, but for a lot of people, you know, they might be buying that already yeah. by the time things like a fat burner, a protein, a BCA. Yes. Um, so, you know, just the basic for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right? We know you guys, you ladies have a passion for helping people, for changing lives. Um, but what is it that you want from your business? What's that big picture for you that why um, what is it that you want it to give back to you I think it's just more freedom to do more fitness stuff <laughs> ourselves mm -hmm. I mean we work extra hours and put things off knowing that in the future it'll be worth it you know like we we have our own fitness goals mm -hmm. in mind that uh, require us to you know focus more on our eating and our training. And uh, we still wanna, we're still holding on to that, you know, but right now we're just building um, a stable business, trying to build a stable business, a stable team and keep the hype up. Cause I think since we opened, um, we've been able to keep the hype of this place up for so long. And um, I just don't, I don't think we ever wanna lose that. Kind of like lifestyle mm -hmm. you know yeah we don't want to be complacent yeah. in running our business we are always trying to better mm -hmm. the infrastructure better the experience um right. make sure our building is beautiful for people we want it to be it's a whole vibe like we believe in that vibe and if you have that you want to be here <laughs> sorry i got so excited i broke my chair <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah so we but we definitely want you know financial freedom we want to mm -hmm, be able yeah. to have time to take a vacation one day yeah since we've opened you know we're committed mm -hmm. we knew that when we came into business and i think that that's what differentiates a lot of people in business is that you know not everyone's willing to make that sacrifice they want to right. celebrate now yeah and we yeah. we um you know truthfully we barely even take time mm -hmm. to smell the roses we're like grinding every day, 
growing, we have big, big ideas and we know where we want to take this and we want to take it to a much bigger level. Mm -hmm. We also understand that that takes time and the infrastructure has to be um, put into place before you can have that massive growth. Yeah. No, definitely. And, and that's great to hear. You know, I think it's every business owner's goals to eventually get to a point of freedom um, in order to, to uh, freedom and be able to focus on, on your true passions, right? On other stuff you have going on. Um, yes. But in order to get that, you're right. You do have to have systems in play. You have to be ready for growth and be able to take a step away comfortably, know, you, you know, and, and know that things will run smoothly without yes. you being there. Um, mm -hmm. But awesome, ladies. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Okay. Um, our website is sierraflowfitness.com. And then our Instagram is sierra underscore fitness underscore official. And what's our Facebook? Just, I think it's just Sierra Flow Fitness. Yeah, Facebook, just Sierra yeah. Flow Fitness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we love to have mm -hmm. people involved there, especially as we start to break into that online market. Mm -hmm. We would love to have people following what we what we have um, coming down the pipeline. Awesome, awesome. Susan Lawrence and April Hawthorne, you guys, from Sierra Flow Fitness out of Sonora, California. I appreciate you again. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero. Today, joined by Troy Davis of Old Iron Fitness in Angels Camp, California. Troy, how are we doing, man? We're good, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Uh, happy to have you on. I like the t-shirt, by the way. I just saw it. Uh, there we go. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, so let's dive in, man. So Old Iron Fitness, uh, Angels Camp, California, like I said, you opened this in September of 2018. So uh, why decide to open a gym? Why decide to go down this route of entrepreneurship within the fitness world? Because I would, uh, I want to avoid working 40 hours a week by working 90 hours a week. There you go. All right. 
more is, more is better, right? More is better. I call it the, uh, you know, people complain about the nine to five type of thing. I call the gym industry the five to nine, you know, 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., you know. It's, uh, it can be a lot for sure. So, so uh, yeah, my wife, well, my wife was a Zumba instructor. She's been a very successful Zumba instructor now for, uh, I don't even know, 12, 15 years. And uh, she's also been in the gym with me, weight training. And living rurally, uh, getting to a gym takes a lot of time. So her working, me working, uh, both of us then uh, traveling an hour round trip to get to the gym and train. Um, It was getting to be a lot. And then she started competing at the NPC uh, level, the NPC IFBB. in the bikini category so then that's when the training started to get real serious and we were i guess that was about six years ago um after two years of the commute and the whole bit we kind of were sitting down one day and we were talking and she's like i'd like to open a zumba studio well me i'm thinking i've seen a lot of zumba studios and they're not real profitable unless they're you know big mega zumba studios in big cities so I said, well, we're going to have to throw something on the front of it. And a weight room seems to be the, the thing because that's what we're into. And that will help support your, your passion. And that was kind of the original model. And then we traveled all around uh, from Montana to Mexico, looking at other gyms, asking gym owners questions about um, everything from A to Z. Uh, we found a couple models that we really liked that were kind of old, gnarly, old school vibe. Um, and myself, I'm kind of a biker, always have been. So we kind of combined the bikers and barbells, uh, and old school vibe for our gym. And, uh, even in our little County, it's been very successful. That's awesome. I love it. Bikers and barbells. I wrote that down. As you said, it. Troy. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So I was on your Instagram page earlier today. Um, so for the listeners, you kind of just mentioned your model there, but if we walked in the gym now, what's like kind of the vibe like and what if, what's the culture like of the space and kind of the whole atmosphere and energy of everything? Well, uh, the early morning crowd is kind of the more senior crowd. Yeah. So things are a little quieter. Uh, the music is off. Um, everybody, of course, has got their, their earbuds and they're doing their thing. And then uh, you've got the kind of nine to five blue collared people, uh, men and women that are getting off work at five o'clock in the afternoon. A lot of them being a rural work. Uh, those kind of jobs. So they get off work and they're looking for something and they come into the gym. My manager, she's all over it. She's just a really, really um, very observant person, very uh, tuned into what the crowd's looking for. So at five o'clock, that's when the banging music goes on and the whole vibe changes. People start filtering in heavy and, uh, and they're looking for that stress relief. They're looking for the loud music. They're looking to um, to slam weights around and, and make some noise. And so that kind of peters off around nine o'clock. And then, of course, we're 24 hours. So uh, everybody's got access to come in. And we're, we've got feet on the floor in there around the clock pretty much. Love it. Yeah. With that 24-7 access just uh, becoming a popular thing these days, was there, a, was there a big insurance bump for you cost-wise to do that? Not really. I was surprised at, at how little of a bump there was. There was some. And then, yeah. of course, you've got peripheral expenses right. to take care of that 24-year environmental controls. You're going to spend more money on that. Um, 
all those things. Plus, you know, you, you have to have employees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've been able to kind of skirt around a lot of that and try to keep our costs as low as possible. But there are some other costs that you're going to accrue because of the 24 hour thing. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's uh, becoming a thing. I think it's a great addition to add for people. And uh, yeah, obviously a few costs are going to come along with it. Now, Troy, you told me uh, Angels Camp, a smaller town, right? 4,000 people or so. Um, how many, yeah. what do we have right now at ballpark membership as far as how many clients are we serving? We're serving an average, a yearly average of 150 members. Okay. okay. So, uh, the, you know, of course in the fitness industry, when January rolls around, it's, you know, new year, new me and membership skyrockets and we make, we make some money. And then, uh, as summer comes and kids get out of school, it peters off. Okay. It kind of starts to jump a little bit before the holidays. And then it shuts back down again uh, until the first of the year. So, like I say, we run an average of 150 members. Sometimes, uh, like right now, it's climbing, and then uh, it'll drop off again. Sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah, there's a massive seasonality piece to this industry, you know. Um, so now I know you live in Idaho. You're in there full-time, right? Idaho. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, earlier you have a manager there. So obviously, it's an important hire uh, for this space. What's the business like for you from your perspective and experience running it from another state and um so what's that whole experience like and how how does that work well for me other than the fact that i'm not in the gym all the time uh there's really not a lot of difference because i i do my own books um i do my own uh membership charting and everything else and i take care of a lot of that from here because it can all be done on computer now everybody knows that um having i also make trips down there like i'm leaving uh wednesday and I'm heading down to California. I go down every two months, spend a week, give my manager some time off. And uh, that gives me time to be in the gym uh, for hours on end, meeting new members, letting them know that we're engaged, me and my wife. And uh, then, of course, every member there has my phone number. So if they have anything that concerns them or anything, any, any, anything that they want to uh, talk to me about, they've got full access. For sure. No. Yeah, I love it. I think a lot of a lot of benefits and nowadays you can run a business from anywhere in the world right especially much, yeah especially this model if we we're like like across the gym it'd be harder to do because we have to coach but like you guys are a different model so it gives you a lot of flexibility troy like to be able to move you know or or, or operate from not inside the gym all day long which i think is which i think is terrific right um let's go back to angel just the town angels camp uh just so i get a better picture here what is the competitive landscape? Are there other gyms? Uh, what do you have kind of near you there? Um, there's uh, in the county, I'll just say in the county, because in Angels Camp, we're really the only gym. Okay. Uh, 10 minutes up the road, there's another gym. Uh, it's more of a fitness center. Yeah. Um, then there's uh, two CrossFit gyms in the county. There's one up in a town called Murphy's. And then there's one uh, down the road from us in Angels Camp. Okay. Then there are other gyms kind of spotted out around the county, but we're all far enough apart that we're really not bumping into each other competitive wise, which is very nice. For sure. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. And what would you say is the, uh, cause that can get nasty, obviously. Right. We have, uh, you know, I know in my hometown, there's like three CrossFits on one road, which is insane. You know, so that's a lot of this, right? Crazy. A lot of that. Yeah. That gets ugly at times for sure. But, um, and what would you say demographic as far as population that comes in age, age wise, you know, male, female split? Um, we've got a pretty, I would say a little more than a third of our members are female. Um, 
The age range is uh, pretty even across the board. Once you you take in that 24 hour space and you run an audit, uh, like with my entry system audits, everybody coming in and out of the gym. So I know everybody how many times a day they've been in there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's pretty even split across the board between uh, high school kids, seniors, uh, young adult crowd, and older adult crowd. Awesome. Cool. Beautiful. So yeah, now so you had a really good paint, paint, painted picture of uh, the gym, what's going on there at Old Iron. How have you gone about now in these past four years, Troy? And I know we've gone through COVID in California, a lot of lockdowns and restrictions. Um, I'm sure across the whole state, right? I know Southern California was pretty tough, and I'm sure it was everywhere. How have you gone about getting new faces in the door? So basically, like your marketing strategy and philosophy to attract these new members into Old Iron. Well, COVID really, really threw a wrench in everything for everybody. And I know quite a few gym owners that ended up losing uh, their businesses. We came real close to that, the wife and I. And uh, that was another reason we decided to move to Idaho, to be very frank. Um, After COVID, uh, group classes dropped, they were dead. And even though the even though the restrictions had been lifted, we were just not getting anybody in the door. And we had this thousand square foot studio that was just burning money. So we uh, made a quick pivot, tore out the flooring, put in rubber flooring, built a functional fitness rig, moved all the cardio equipment in there and turned it into its own little entity. And it was amazing within weeks. We start, and then of course, you know, we, we don't really advertise. It's a small town where a mouth is, is, is what we do because everybody knows everybody. So um, we just got the word out um, about the remodel and about the new things that we were offering and people started coming in and it's been that way since then. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love the pivot and the functional fitness room is obviously big these days and give somebody, gives everybody kind of a different different avenue to follow if they want to. Now you said a word of mouth, great. Obviously great tactic to our marketing. Have you ever gone down the, the digital marketing route at all? Facebook ads, Instagram, Google, any of that sort of stuff? Uh, no, we've just kind of stuck to our own social media plat, uh, platform and um, really haven't spent the money on any of that. Um, we've got, I think because of where we're located, it's really not necessary. Do occasionally run uh, advertisements through uh, uh, either one of the two local high schools uh, sponsoring their sports. And that gets us a little bit of exposure with a banner here or a sign there or in a program. Uh, But that's pretty much the extent of it. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Like, uh, yeah, the small town makes a big difference, right? So like if we're in a big city or a more populated town, uh, you know, definitely could be different. But um, yeah, interesting. I'd be interested to see how that would work. I know it would work, but how it would work uh, in your neck of the woods, you know, it'd be interesting, interesting to see kind of a little like experiment there, if you will, but uh, very cool. So gone to 150 members average here through COVID, you know, uh, been open four plus years, Troy, what is the membership that you offer? I know you have open gym model. You don't do the classes anymore, right? Right. Right. Right now it's just a generic regular membership, correct? Correct. Cool. Awesome. Cool. All right. Beautiful. So now on top of that, um do you have any other ways to increase average revenue per member like offering supplements or nutrition or any other ways to pump up the profit per member yeah we have residual uh residual uh income through uh merchandise of course like any other gym we slap our logo on shirts and hats and sweatpants and everything else um then also we sell a complete line of supplements okay 
So those are always available. And uh, then we run specials, uh, kind of the typical thing for Christmas, holidays, gift certificates, so forth and so on. And with my gym management system, I can put uh, emails out to everybody, letting them know in, in advance when those sales are coming up. Um, and then as far as retention goes, uh, that's kind of the beauty of the gym management system is because there are periodic emails that go out to people. So if I have members that have kind of fallen off, uh, they get they get bumped sure. um, on a regular basis. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, that communication is key, right? For and you just and you alluded to it, retention so important, especially in a small town. We got to keep these people engaged and happy. And that's where technology uh, is so helpful today. We can communicate with them. You know, if they're not. So how do you go about that, Troy? The, the cadence of your communication, um, being in a you know big box, we'll call it model gym, um, where people are coming in and using the equipment. How do you, when do you communicate? Do you have a cadence to it? Have you found any way that works better than another? Um, I remember, you know, this is probably silly to say, but sometimes, and this may be dumb, but I wouldn't communicate with somebody because if I saw they, you know, saw me communicating, they would cancel their membership, if you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah. This, I was young and dumb and, you know, like not, not a great way, but you, I think kind of see where I'm heading there. But long, to make it a better question, is there a way you cadence that communication to your clientele? Okay, so uh, unlike because we're a small town and yeah. things are a little bit, uh, I don't, let's see, how can I politely put it? Things are a little bit set back. Um, that it's not, our, things don't operate in 2022. People are more into a handshake and an eye to eye greeting. So we use that. Okay. Uh, we don't have any online membership signups. Everything is done at the front desk. So what you do is if you're interested, you text the manager, the manager sets up an appointment with you to come in and then you meet the manager face-to-face -face at the counter. You get a tour of the gym and a handshake. Um, and then of course you've got the owner's phone number and the manager's phone number. That's how they get started. So they've got access to anybody that works at the gym. Then from there, um, our key audit system of course, like I said, I know everybody because they're logged in and out and I can see trends. And then from there, I can text message those people and I can bump them and encourage them to get back in so forth and so on. Then if we have anything, uh, anything extraordinary coming up or, or happening, uh, I can send out general text messages to everybody at the push of a button. And that helps out because, you know, occasionally we want to throw a Christmas party or uh, COVID. Okay. Shutting the gym down for COVID. I needed to get an emergency alert out to everybody. Bam. I can get it done in 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and I, for the most part, people really dig that. For sure. Yeah. I think that's, uh, again, another great part of technology in our business is to be able to communicate so quickly. And it's vital importance to be able to communicate. Now you mentioned, uh, Troy, you have merch, supplement, full supplement line. And we talked about personal training off air. What are your thoughts on that? Would you like to bring it back into the business? Um, I know you said it's finding trainers there is kind of tough, but what's your philosophy with personal training department and just overall to grow well, or not grow or yeah? Uh, I like to keep a, at least one personal trainer in the gym available at all times. That's been a little bit rough because as a small county, uh, personal trainers are going to have jobs, real jobs. And, uh, they have to leave the county to find work. Uh, there's COVID kind of killed a lot of the work in Calaveras County. So um, our 
personal trainer thing is, uh, we're a little slow on that because we just don't have the bodies. So, um, I've got one right now that I'm negotiating with to get, uh, get her in the gym and get her training. And my manager's also finishing up her training course through NASM, uh, to get her certification. So I'll have at least one personal trainer on staff all the time. And then as the other ones rotate in, you know, we interview them, make sure everything's cool with them and then uh, put them to work. Yeah. So kind of make that your manager, well, I assume was a super important hire, right. For you to, to have there. Uh, they can also be uh, in that, I don't know, maybe head trainer type role or train some clients too, as well. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. I'm always looking for ways like, you know, ways we can find opportunity and growth. Where do you foresee like the biggest growth potential uh, for old iron moving forward here? Well, that's kind of an interesting one because uh, because of the digital age being the way it is post COVID, we've got a lot of people from the Bay Area, uh, Silicon Valley area that are moving up to the foothills uh, because they can work from home now. Yeah. And uh, so they're coming into the county and it, it's kind of is falls right along the line, I think, with this whole national migration uh, that everybody's seeing. So Calaveras County is picking up a lot of new people and they're looking for a gym. And that's where we're getting a lot of our people from. So we're, we're trying to tap into that. Um, and we're trying to kind of bring our own selves into 2022 technologically, because that's what those people are used to. And we want to make sure that we keep connected with them and keep them happy. And we don't look like we're that backwards. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. And that's a, that could be a massive opportunity, obviously influx of people uh, into town, a young group of people who, who use this technology all day, every day. They probably created all of it pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, uh, they, use it on, they use it on us all day, every day, most likely. Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome. And uh, being the only gym in town or in the, uh, one of the few areas, a massive advantage too, obviously, Troy. With your, uh, to go back to the supplement piece, because, you know, uh, I always like think gyms can be like that one-stop shop for, for health, wellness, for all of our clients. What supplement line do you carry? And um, yeah, just talk about your, your philosophy with supplements and how you sell them in the gym and what that looks like. Well, um, between the wife and I, we've tried out a lot of supplements. Yeah. We ended up getting, um, we ended up trying all max okay. quite a few years ago and really, really liked it. So uh, when we went ahead and made this venture, that's, I had been using that for a long time and I went ahead and took a chance and just put it out on the counter. Uh, the cool thing about Allmax is they send a lot of, of uh, sample packs. So we kept a big basket of sample packs. Uh, this is when I was living, you know, in California and I was in the gym 12, 15 hours a day, kept those sample packs on the counter and really pushed them. People just give them away and try them. And then taking notes as far as what, uh, what were the favorites? Right, right. How many people liked what? And then when it came to ordering, uh, got hooked up with a regional manager and started ordering that product and it took off like crazy. So it's awesome. been a very good source of residual income for us. Yeah, that's great. Not to mention, I think in my own opinion, it's a yeah. fantastic top shelf product. That's terrific. All Max is called? All Max, A-L-L-M-A-X. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah, like you said, it could be great additional revenue stream it's not going to be the, the top thing obviously but it can be a great a great addition to what to our membership and uh to pt and whatever else we have going on so yeah that's uh yeah i love it and i think uh, definitely something we should have in our gyms because 
those members are going to go buy it somewhere else if we don't have it. They're going to go exactly. to a vitamin shop or a GNC or, or a grocery store or what have you. So, uh, yeah, definitely a great part of the business. Now, Troy, um, you mentioned when we first came on, you know, trading that 40-hour-a-week job for that 90-hour-a-week job. Yeah. Now you get to live away from, you know, uh, the gym. So we're in Idaho, which is awesome. I think being able to do that remotely, I guess that's remotely. Yeah, remotely is terrific. What is your overall vision here of what you would like two-part question for the gym and then what you would like, you know, end the game kind of from the gym. I think you may already have it from the gym with the time freedom type of thing, but no, for the gym, from the gym. Well, uh, for the gym, we would like to expand right now. We're at 3000 square feet okay. um, with 150 members filtering through the door pretty much on a regular basis. Things can get a little tight in there. Sure. Um, we may have that opportunity in the future. So we're looking at it. Um, I would like to do that, uh, you know, within the limits of the demographics of the county, of course. Sure. Um, that's kind of my goal. That's kind of my goal for the gym. As far as from the gym, we get a lot of, uh, you know, we're not making a lot of money. It's a, it's a small gym in a small town. You're not going to get rich. Uh, that's not the point. The point for us was community engagement, sure. uh, bringing wellness, nutrition, and um, exercise to our county, which is, um, as most rural counties are, they're a little bit behind it as far as it goes, as far as fitness and nutrition go. And uh, so we really, really push on that. Uh, my wife is a nutritional coach, so she's available for nutritional counseling. And then, of course, um, I have on and off done some online personal training of my own and have had a little... Um, collection of clients from California, Oregon, Washington, and Idaho that I've been coaching online. And I think that's kind of what it is for us. It's, it's helping out the community. It's trying to inspire people to better themselves. And then of course we go into uh, the mental health issue. And that that's one that's really important for me as a former veteran. Um, I myself struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder and have been for years. So we tend to cater to first responders, uh, nurses, doctors, ambulance people, firefighters, veterans, peace officers that all kind of fit into that same genre as far as mental health goes. And we offer discounts to them and we also offer um, avenues for them to uh, help with their self-care. So it's not just the gym itself and getting in and, and lifting and trying to burn some of that crazy energy off. Um, it's also knowing who to put them in contact with if they're having problems. So um, that's kind of the focus, I guess, if you could say it was a focus that we have for our gym. Totally. Lots of community involvement. Yeah, makes total sense, Troy. And it's uh, obviously a great thing to do. Like you said, that rural town is a little bit usually kind of slower to uh, the, the newest things that are going on. And uh, so great that you guys are providing that service there for your area and uh, looking to grow, which is awesome, you know? And uh, so with that space, um, is there a space to grow in your brick and mortar and the same building or, or would you have to move? No, I, I, I don't want to move. We've got a great location. We're right on the highway. You, you can't, unless you're driving blindfolded, you can't miss us. So um, yeah, I want to stay right there. And the opportunity is probably going to present itself that we'll be able to take over some more of the building. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Perfect. Beautiful. That's the best of both worlds right there. If yes. we move 
we move, it's like starting over. I moved seven times in nine years. So like it's starting over every freaking time, you know? So if you don't have to do it, if you can blow out a wall potentially and go that way, left or right or back or forward. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that is uh, a good advantage. Now, when you, when thousands you, of pounds of equipment around. Uh, it's the worst. You know? yeah, floor, the flooring is the worst. Like it's the flooring and uh, a nightmare. When you took the space uh, from a real estate perspective, was that in, in your mind? Like, hey, maybe one day we may have to expand. This could be potentially there. Um, uh, even if you had a neighbor, like, you know, that space could eventually open up. So like, because like you said, to move is uh, not the best option. If we have to, fine. But yeah, to, to expand within our own facility and building is great. So was that a thought process when you were moving in? Yeah, that was a process when we, were moving. When, we when we looked at the space, I looked at the potential for expansion. Um, right out of the gate, just to make sure that we had enough elbow room in case that opportunity presented itself. Yeah, you have to. So uh, you always want to be kind of reverse engineer where you know, where we want to go and kind of reverse engineer back to where exactly. we are now. So yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's great advice that our listeners who are looking to maybe open a gym or one day it's kind of their goal. Like that from that perspective is, I think it's super important. If you can start a little smaller, but have the room to grow within the same space, I think that's the perfect scenario to kind of get, get rolling. Yes. It's yeah. a lot easier to add on a bedroom than it is to move to a new house. <laughs> that's a very good uh, analogy. I like that example a lot. But that's beautiful, man. Uh, great place to wrap this thing up, Troy. I think it was uh, beautiful, man. Where can the listeners check you guys out? Your website, your social media, where can they find you? Okay. You can find us at uh, com, and that's O-L-D-E, like Old English. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, old, uh, old iron fitness, and we're on Instagram, uh, old underscore iron. And, and yeah, we're on there and we're busy. So, uh, you'll see a lot of stuff. My, my wife and I will post a lot of stuff from here in council, Idaho. It's not our gym, but we will post workout routines and we speak right to our gym members when we do it. So yeah. it's kind of fun putting those things together and putting them out. It's great, man. It's uh, another good asset, another good way that being remote, we can do this. We can still communicate so much with our members, you know, being uh, in another state. So I think it's awesome, man. Troy, I appreciate you coming on today, man. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I throw in one quick plug? Please, Please uh, do. We've got this great little gym up here in Council, Idaho, and I, I would just get beat to death if I didn't mention it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, put on by the... Um, uh, Adams County Parks and Recreation Department. So if you're ever kind of cruising up 95 through the town of council on your way up, maybe to something to see up in McCall or Riggins uh, from Boise, uh, swing into the little gym right here in council. Um, it's tiny. It's rough. It's got everything you need. And the atmosphere is fantastic. And you'll probably bump into me or the wife. That's kind of gym there is, man. That rough uh, atmosphere. I love it. Uh, Troy, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Absolute, man. Thank you very much. And I appreciate the opportunity. Got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.